Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Good evening, Radio Islam family. You are listening to Radio Islam at WCEV 1450 AM, Chicago, Illinois. And I'm your host, Tariq El Welcome to Tuesday. For those who are listening and tuning in for the first time, Radio Islam is a live call-in talk radio program, and we we air every day from 6 to 7 p.m. Central, and we reach the world by streaming live at www.wcev1450.com. For those of you who are on social media, be sure to follow us, and we have the same username at each of the platforms I'm going to mention. So Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Radio Islam USA, at Radio Islam USA. Stop by, follow us. We keep our Facebook page open, usually during broadcasts. So if you have a comment or a question, something that you would like to have interjected into the discussion, please feel free to use it, and we will make sure that we get it in there. Our number for those who would like to chime in and give us a call, 312-750-1178. That's 312-750-1178. And let's not forget, if you'd like to see some behind-the-scenes information, if you'd like to look at guest bios, articles, uh, program information, uh, and a lot more, go to RadioIslam.com. RadioIslam.com, the site is open. We've got some new some new areas that we're going to be adding very soon. One of those is the Friday Night Artist Profile, of which we've had up to date since we began. We've had two artists that have come in studio, have talked about their work, uh, will perform when appropriate. It's difficult to have dancers perform over the radio because no one gets to appreciate it but those of us that are here. But for our music, musicians, our spoken word artists, our comedians, uh, authors, uh, any of those folks that we can use this medium of radio to engage with, we're definitely going to take advantage. And we look forward to, as a matter of fact, this Friday we have uh, Muhammad El-Gamal in, and he is a photographer. So that also presents a different set of uh, concerns, this being a medium of you know audio but what we're going to do is we are going to use our platforms that i just mentioned uh facebook in particular and we're going to use that platform to share either some links or uh to have him post some of his work directly to radio islam's facebook page so that you can see some of those things some of the uh the work that he's done as a matter of fact what we hope to be able to do is to have those things up prior to Friday night's show. So we're looking forward to having him in. Uh, uh, he, he, he's done some, some really awesome work, and uh, I'm excited to, to have him in and excited to continue to engage in, the, in this, this effort of uh, engaging our artists under the banner of the Friday night artist profile. So a big shout out to all of our artists in the Chicagoland area. And for those who are interested in being considered for a pro uh, for a profile, you can do two things. Uh, you can get our attention either by sending us an email at producer, producer at Radio Islam uh, dot com. That's producer at Radio Islam dot com. Or if you are following our Facebook page, you can send us a direct message there. Now, if you are a if you are a performer, say if you're a singer, if you're a spoken word artist, and you don't have a uh, you don't have any links to the work that you've done, because that's one of the things that we would like for you to do, and that is for you to include links to work that you've done, so we can see, uh, we can we can look and see, you know, exactly uh, what you know what type of uh, art you know, how long you've been doing it and, and what you're doing. So uh, that, that that helps us out. But if you don't have any links, then we ask that you just simply record a 30-second spot and share that with us. Send that spot. Uh, you can, like I said, you can either send it in to our Facebook page, uh, direct message us, inbox, send it to our inbox, or you can 
send that to producer at radioislam.com. Producer at radioislam.com. We've been getting um, we've been getting a steady a steady uh, flow uh, of contact from artists that are in the Chicagoland area. Uh, I do have to emphasize once again that because this is an in-studio interview, uh, this is something that you have to be able to come into the studio. So we're located downtown Chicagoland, uh, right accessible to public transportation. We're right off of the uh, the brown, the green, the orange, red, blue, all those uh, lines run their steps away from, from where we are. So look forward to hearing from you uh, Chicagoland artists out there. You all excuse me. The throat is getting a little parched. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So for those of you uh, who are interested, yeah, just follow those, follow those, those instructions. We look forward to, to being in touch with you. And uh, with God's permission, getting you in studio. So that being said, for those of you who are listening to us and you are behind the wheel right now, uh, we pray that you are being safe, uh, that you're not texting while you're driving and that we uh, we pray for your safe arrival uh, at your destination, wherever you're headed. So hope the traffic isn't too bad out there. And for those who happen to be listening to this days later, hope that you're in a, the best frame of mind, that you're in uh, good spirits and good health. Um, we always like to make sure that we are conscious of what makes, what makes each day uh, a blessing, even, even in the midst of uh, trial and tribulation. So I want to start out, we want to start out tonight with a few things. The first thing we're going to start out with is as an as a citizen, right? And uh I I must say that I I almost feel like I want to give an apology or just give a disclaimer. Like on social media, I want to I want to go out and tell folks that aren't from here. Really it's just it's almost to speak to the rest of the world. Please do not judge me by my president. Um, and I'm not going to take a long time. I'm not going to sit here. The whole pur- the purpose is not to bash him. But as somebody who is a parent, you know, as a father of, of, of daughters, uh, as a as a mentor of young people, uh, even as a as a, as a member of, I guess you would say, the religious uh, clergy, you know, as an imam, uh, for somebody who who speaks to embracing and trying to live the the higher ideals. Um, uh, of, of life, trying to uh, tell people to, to develop to develop themselves, uh, and you know, as far as our character uh, character is concerned, it's really disheartening to see that the person that we have uh, that we have elected that has been elected right uh, to represent us to the rest of the world, the person that has been elected to see to the needs to represent the community, the, the collective community, represent the country, the nation, uh, is an individual who exhibits characteristics that are completely uh, in opposition to what we try to instill uh, in our children and the young people uh, that we mentor, that we try to give guidance to. You know, things as far as being responsible, as far as owning up, owning up to our mistakes, you know, having some humility, being compassionate, these types of things that are just, they're just, they're, they're, they're missing to the point where I have to ask myself, were, was America, well, I don't want to do that. I was going to say, was America blind, right? Because what we don't want to do, we don't want to, we don't want to minimize the hurt or pain that or concerns that push people to look at uh, look at him as a viable option. Unfortunately, uh, those very people who voted for him, I think little by little are finding out that they are not getting what they thought they were getting. Um, As a matter of fact, what we see uh, just in the news in the news today 
you know, the comparisons that are constantly made about our previous president, uh, President uh, Barack Obama, in terms of how he dealt with contacting families after they have lost service servicemen and service women, uh, family members, uh, and the comments that he made, you know, it's it's a constant, and the comments the comments came up because he was he was being grilled, right? His he was he was receiving a critique, and he didn't care for the critique. So I don't I don't know about you, Radio Slime family. I don't know how you feel about this, but I feel that you can't be a leader without without humility. You can't be a leader without being uh, willing to accept that you will make mistakes and that you have made mistakes. And that's not something that he has exhibited um, a capacity to do. You know, time and time again, it is a pass the buck. It's a reference to let me bring out my predecessor in front of you. Let me drag his name uh, through, the, uh, through the mud or cast doubt on, on, his, on his record. And for the life of me, I just, I cannot understand it. Um, it's disheartening. It's depressing. It's not defeating, right? Because we're not defeated at all. But it is depressing to see this type of behavior uh, consistently come from the person that is supposed to be representing our highest ideals, our highest elected office in the land, an office with immense power and immense responsibility. And to see this individual go about go about its use, the use of the office in such a cavalier and uh, just a, a cowboy uh, mentality, uh, it's, it's, it's a bit disheartening for anyone, I think, who understands the gravity of where we have come from as a nation and where we are and where, where we're positioned to go. So a lot of that is, is based in free speech. I shouldn't say free speech. A lot of it is, is based in speech. Uh, it's based in this idea that, uh, that one can say whatever one desires to at any given moment. So I'm going to share something uh, that I think expresses some of the some of the angst and some of the concerns that I'm sure that it's not just uh, myself uh, that, that carries or harbors, but I think that is representative of, of quite a few uh, and possibly some of you uh, that are listening. So for those who are just uh, just tuning in, uh, you are listening to Radio Islam, WCEV 1450 uh, AM. And if you are listening to the live stream, you are listening on www.wcev1450.com. So uh, I begin with this. The Constitution's a mess. It needs amendments. It's full of contradictions. So is independence. Now, for those of you who have seen Hamilton, you probably recognize that that was from uh, from Hamilton, written by uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, from nonstop. So the idea what I'm looking at is that words have formed us. Right. Our nation. uh, It has been shaped in the conscious expression of men who saw in this land and each other an opportunity for self-governance. Their future could be shaped through the vigorous debate of ideas and positions, with the end result being that what is left could represent the best of their collective discourse and thinking. Now, today's societal consciousness, at its best, it flows from streams of consciousness like give me liberty or give me death. Ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Or, I have a dream that one day, a man will be judged by the content of his character and not the color of his skin. Now, at its worst, the power of our words 
in their darkest countenance is realizing the picture of an angry mob of white men coaxed to shameful and violent assaults on human dignity behind the words, kill that, I'm not going to say it, or string them up. Now, vision in your mind's eye, the black man bearing the brunt of their wicked inspiration, hanging by the neck, bloodied, fractured limbs, burned and castrated. His broken body, the strange fruit produced by southern trees, blood at the leaves and blood at the root. Now, if you've never heard the song, uh, go to YouTube, search for it, search for Strange, strange Fruit. Uh, it was not written by, but it was popularized by uh, the late Billie Holiday. Now, in, in the Quran, the Muslim holy book, the 14th chapter, 25th verse, it says, Seest thou not how God sets forth a parable, a goodly word like a goodly tree, whose root is firmly fixed and its branches reach to the heavens of its Lord. So God sets forth parables for men in order that they may receive admonition. So some argue that our freedom to say anything we please is what makes us a great nation. But I have to ask the question, and I think we should all ask the question, what is the value of freedom without restraint, without mindfulness? We have the foresight to see that granting freedom to act in any manner an individual chooses could lead to gross encroachments on the life and liberty of others. But somehow we cannot see the same danger in speech. So I'm of the belief that it is what we say and the actions we inspire which make us great. The Declaration of Independence, the Emancipation Proclamation, the Voting Rights Act, they all promoted human dignity, even and especially, especially in those moments where our social reality stood in stark contradiction to the highest ideals of our nation. So it's this consciousness formed into speech, which has given life to what we hold up as emblematic of America's greatness. It's this thread of human dignity, which holds our nation over over. 300 million people together. 300 million people plus checking off every box there is on any poll that you would give. And they're likely inventing boxes, new boxes, as I'm talking to you right now. But it's our cognizance of protecting and preserving our common human dignity that allows us to amalgamate our differences into something something that is beautiful, that is strong and unique. It's the, the circumscription of our arguments to an engagement of ideas instead of a fight over identities which lights our path into the future. So simply to say our progress is dependent on us using speech as a tool to debate positions and not people. But when we allow the reckless and the hateful to poison the public consciousness with arguments that demonize and ostracize, we are seeding the goal of forming a more perfect union. And we watch as it is undone under the cover of liberty. So, lastly, I would say that those who, those who take this sacred pillar of, uh, of our democracy, free speech, and they exercise it with malice and hatred, inspiring others to hatred by denigrating an individual or groups, race, gender, ethnicity, etc., religion, 
et cetera, whatever one of the box you want to you want to fill in. That these people, they cut away at the seams and they pull at the connecting threads of our nation. I'm suggesting that it is these people that are the real threat to our nation. And perhaps, perhaps by putting words to this reality, perhaps by using our words to focus on this activity, this misuse of liberty, we can move to preserve, defend, and protect this union that, well, quite quite frankly, it seems that we are up in arms about its respect and about what it means to be an American, we, the, the symbols that we have. So perhaps by pointing it out, there will be some action that will actually, that will, that will, that will come from this uh, and serve the, the public good. So I'm not sure how you all, how you all feel about that. Uh, I know that the First Amendment is always a, uh, it's one of those bedrock uh, issues. It's, it's one of those things that we go to great lengths uh, in our conversation to defend people's right to say uh, anything. There's a lot of debate on, on, on either side, but I would suggest that we look at places where free speech well, I shouldn't say free speech, but we should just look at places where speech has has led to atrocity. And that speech went unchecked. Case in point. Everybody. I almost I feel like I could almost say this, that just about everybody is familiar with the Holocaust. With the extermination of Jews, uh, gypsies, uh, and other undesirables in Germany under the rule of Adolf Hitler. That action didn't start out. It didn't it didn't it wasn't something that just came into being. There was a rhetorical campaign, there was a, a campaign of, of, of propaganda of print media that you know that was a, a precursor to to what would come about to the to the death of millions and today their constitution the german constitution because the 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 german government as a people they've owned up to what happened and because of that Human dignity is written into their constitution. That human dignity actually triumphs your right to just say anything that you want. And I know that's a hard pill for, for us here. But I think it's only a hard pill for people who want to, who want to misuse, who want to use their, their speech in ways that did not preserve the integrity or strengthen the integrity of the ideal of this union. And I stress ideal because I'm, I'm, I'm sure as many of you are, I'm well acquainted with the history of our, of our country, well acquainted with the moments where it has fallen short of its highest aspirations. I'm simply saying in a time where we are combustible, in a time where so much could go wrong, we shouldn't, we shouldn't give people uh, the acceptance, those who, who want to use their free speech, they want to use speech to, uh, to burn the house down. So just a thought, you are listening to Radio Islam at WCEV 1450. Uh, we're a live call-in talk show. Our number is 312-750-1178. That's 312-750-1178. We're going to take a quick break, Radio Islam family. We'll be right back.
In the streets below, traffic had stopped. Pedestrians were lying on sidewalks and curled up in doorways. There was no sign of violence, no wrecks, nothing like that. It was as if the people in New York had simply decided to stop whatever they were doing and pass out. Ice coated my stomach. The invasion has started. To find out what happens next, read Percy Jackson and the Olympians by Rick Reardon. Explore new worlds and check out more cool books at your local library. And visit read.gov. Brought to you by the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. A boy born in Joplin, Missouri, was fascinated by anything with wheels and a motor. The odds of him going on to fascinate millions with his talent, one in 260,000. The odds of him having 15 career NASCAR victories, one in 1.7 million. The odds of a child being diagnosed with autism, one in 88. I'm Jamie McMurray, and my niece has autism. Learn more at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Radio Islam now presents Marked in Time with historian Faraz Al-Khatib. Assalamu alaikum and peace be upon you. When we think about old universities, we tend to think of names like Harvard, Yale, Oxford, and Cambridge. But the origins of organized upper education actually go much further back. The oldest university still in existence is the University of Qarawayin in Fez, Morocco. It was established in the year 859 by a wealthy Muslim woman, Fatima al-Fihri, to serve as the center for Islamic and secular knowledge. Students at the university could study Islamic law, theology, Quran, medicine, math, and many other subjects. The model of one institution that teaches many different subjects was carried further in Baghdad. Here, the House of Wisdom was founded in the 800s and served not just as a university, but also as a translation institute, library, and research lab. The Abbasid caliphs Harun al-Rashid and his son al-Ma'mun brought scholars from all over the Muslim world to come and teach and research at the House of Wisdom. It was here that al-Khawarizmi invented algebra and the Banu Musa brothers first promoted the laws of physics in the late 800s. And the institute was not just open to Muslims. Many non-Muslims from all corners of the vast Muslim empire came to work there, including Hunayn ibn Ishaq, who was one of the most prolific translators of ancient Greek texts on science into Arabic. The House of Wisdom as a whole helped preserve ancient Greek, Egyptian, and Indian knowledge while also providing a place for new discoveries and advancements to be made. Unfortunately, the House of Wisdom did not survive till today. It was destroyed during the Mongol capture of Baghdad in 1258, and its books were burned. But the legacy of institutes that bring together all aspects of knowledge lives on today in all our universities that carry on that tradition. Thank you for listening, and join us next week for another episode of Marked in Time. I'm Firas al-Khatib. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back. Welcome back, Radio Islam family. It is Tuesday. I don't even know what day it is. I think it's October 17th. Hope that it's been a great day for you. Uh, There is a lot going on in the world. But right now, right now, it's Radio Islam time. So that's what we're focused on. So we thank you for, for joining us, for spending this hour with us. I want to give another a quick shout out. I said I would. I would do it on more than one day. So Minnie and Daniel, just want to give you guys a shout out. Hope that uh, our signal is coming through nice and clear for you. And if you're having trouble, turn on the computer or switch on over to www.wcev1450.com and you can catch the live stream nice and clear. So uh, today... Today has been a really, uh, really interesting day uh, for a multitude of reasons. And I begin with with one of them. As I scroll down my timeline today, um, as I scroll down my timeline on Facebook, I kept seeing one after another, after another, after another hashtag 
Me too. Me too. Me too. So Radio Slime family, some of you, if you're not on social media, um, well, it's related to if we're and I'm pretty sure that most most of the uh, our listening audience is familiar with the uh, Weinstein fellow, Harvey Weinstein, uh, the executive movie executive uh, greenlit quite a few uh, quite a few movies. Uh, it was in a position of of extreme uh, and immense uh, authority uh, and, and and sway. Uh, and he has been the focus uh, recently. Uh, there are a lot of folks that are coming out after uh, after events that were shared by an actress by the name of uh, Rose McGowan about how uh, I believe he sexually assaulted her. And this has started a, a much larger conversation, not just, you know, in Hollywood where you have, you know, there are quite a few actresses, you know, and, and, and female, um, or whether they're studio uh, employees or uh, writers, actors, uh, whatever, but who have who have come forward and said that they have had uh, similar experiences uh, with this man or with with other men in positions of power, in positions of authority and influence. So, as I said, I scrolled down my timeline and I looked and, you know, I kept seeing me too, me too. And some of the posts were as simple as that, just a hashtag with me too. And there were other posts which which led to uh, descriptions of things that have had that uh, the, uh, the circumstances around uh, assaults, around harassments. Now, one of the things that we always, you know, that we see uh, that these are always, well, don't let me say always, but I see these often as issues of of power. These are these are power. There's a power dynamic uh, that that takes place uh, because the, the, the conversations that people are having are these were successful these were well-off, wealthy uh, individuals. Speaking of these men who find it uh, acceptable and necessary, you know, to abuse the positions of authority and power that they have to coerce women into uh, into sexual um, positions or to make comments or uh, engage in behavior, you know, which is you know, which is just outright offensive and um, in, in some cases, you know, it's criminal. So the question or the comment is always, well, why would these guys need to do this when they have, you know, they're, they're well off and they, you know, they're, they're good catches, so to speak. And I go back to what I just mentioned. The, the issue is it is power. Um, and it is it is unfortunate it is unfortunate that that is the reality um but but it is but it is the reality that it is a power issue it is not about i don't want to discount some of the contributing um uh not i'm not going to say contributing factors i don't want to make the blanket statement of saying that it is always uh, a matter of um, that is that is just about well yeah yeah I, I, okay yeah it is it is yeah it is power yeah it, it is power but I saw uh, an interview this morning with uh, Gabrielle Union who's a very uh, you know famous famous uh, African American uh, actress she's married to uh, Dwayne Wade of the Chicago. I think he's not with Chicago Bulls. I don't really, I don't follow right now. So, but he's he did play for Chicago Bulls. I, mean, I don't think he's still with them. But uh, that's not the point. But the point is, she mentioned that she also was a victim of uh, sexual assault. No rape. I don't want to sugarcoat this. 
um, by putting language on it that makes it sound like it was just uh, a, you know, a smack in the hand or you know somebody brushed up against her. Uh, it was it was rape, and she described. She said it's it's not about you know people make statements about uh, the way the way she dresses for particular roles or or, or things of that nature. Uh, but she says. Well, when this happened, I was in a uh, a, a shirt and, and and a pair of pants, and so in that instance, you know, it was not about what she had on. And I know this is gets really heated. And understand, I'm a I'm a father of uh, you know of, of three daughters, and I have conversations with with them where they don't understand the gravity of what the world is as opposed to what they would like the world to be. Um, But back to, to Gabrielle's point, her point was simply that I wasn't dressed. She's, you know, she said I I wasn't dressed provocatively. Um, So I was not. and, And the thing is, there are some who will try to justify the behavior of, um, of of the offender, and they turn the the woman into uh, place her as if she is at fault because you know because she came out in, in a skirt you know in a skirt and a blouse or or whatever and, and says that well you're inviting uh, that type of attention to yourself and the reality the reality of it is this sisters you can argue what the world should be. But that's kind of like wishing that the rain wasn't wet and standing in the rain and not expecting to get wet. The reality is far more ugly. Um, it, And I'll, I'll give you this, this to, to think about, right? And, and that is, We've heard the saying, uh, wolves in sheep's clothing, right? And that's, that's, that's scriptural language, it's metaphorical language. But we, we have wolves in, in men's clothing, right, or in, in men's uh, skin. And every man is not, uh, is not cultivated, uh, does not understand, or does not live with an awareness of, um, well, number one, with the, with the, an awareness of a high of a higher power, with an awareness of uh, their accountability, with an awareness that that there are boundaries that that we live within, and because of that, when you find men who have, um, they are in positions where they can assert a physical advantage, then they will act on that. Just like, well, just like an animal. Uh, and, and that is, that is the reality. So I saw, I saw Harvey uh, Weinstein. He was shown on camera and he was, um, they asked him, he said, well, uh, are you going to get help or, you know, or something like that? He was getting into his, his chauffeured car and he says, uh, yeah, yeah, um, you know, America's all about second chances and I'm going to go and get, you know, I'm, I'm going to get the help I need. Well, we know that that's not, that's not true. I mean, of course, you know, God is the best knower, but we know that that's not true. So folks who, who need help, they get help when they, when they realize they need help. Um, People who are trying to say things that are politically correct, trying to save face or get away from the um, the hard nature of things that they have done, they say things to make them appear more human. But the reality is the wolf is still a wolf. And one of the things that I, I tell my daughters, because they're at the age now where, you know, they're they're high schoolers and they, you know, pretty soon they'll be off at college, you know, God willing, and they're going to and. And they're learning to make more decisions for themselves, right? They're, they're going to 
you know, they're going to be accountable for themselves. The only thing that my wife and I can do is to try to give them the best counsel and the best foundation uh, that we can. That's what we try to do. But one of them said something. I made a comment. I said, you know, your shirt should be, you know, why, why is your shirt? Uh, why, why aren't you wearing a longer shirt? And she looks over. This is dad. You know, I hope I hope I don't offend any of you by saying this, but this is, you know, real talk. Uh, she said, dad, it's um, it's just it's just a butt. Everybody has a butt. And I said, yeah, you know, you're you're right. That's true. That's very true. I said, but I know what is out here. And what is out here is not necessarily what we would like it to be. And what is out here is not determined by what you think is fair or what you think is right. Right. We can't change the culture or we can't change what is out here until we accept the reality of what is out here. Uh, So I tell us, I said, well, it's your call. But. I don't want you inviting the attention. Right now, I know, you know, I I can almost hear it, you know, through my through my headphones. The arguments that are, well, a woman should be able to wear to to be able to wear whatever she wants to wear. And it doesn't matter. You know, uh, that's weakness for men to suggest that um, that she's inviting anything to herself. And, you know, men need to watch what they're doing and be accountable with themselves. And you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. A hundred percent. That men are responsible for themselves. And men are accountable for what they do. But the reality of what should be and what is are two different things. And that is that is all I am. I am suggesting. Is that. There's a world we would like to envision. Well, you know what? And and, and I'm going to sidetrack for a second and say this, that it took it took quite a few years. Right. It took a lot of years for us to get to the point where. Um, where our sense of style, our sense of fashion um, has has come to where it is right now right if you look at and I was having a conversation with some friends the other day and we're talking about the evolution or well in their cases the 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 way fashion has devolved from the 50s up until this point and what I mean by that at one point as an actor or actress your body had very little to do with how you were seen uh, as an as a as a as a talent, it was not the focal point. It was your craft, your your mastery of, of your craft, your ma- your ability to convey emotion, to be believable, you know, as a character. As a matter of fact, those actors uh, early on, you found it was very rare to find an actor who did not dance as well as uh, as well as sing. Now, as it has become more and more the norm for, you know, for our actors and actresses to basically to to strip down and and, and bear everything, that has become as much a part of their appeal as their ability to act, and in many cases overshadowing it. So I mentioned this for this purpose, is that at one point, at one point, these things were seen as um, there was a different social response, and the response was, "That's not, uh, that's not a, what is the word I'm looking for? I don't want. I'm not. I'm not trying to say. I don't. I'm not trying to say they were prudes, right? But prude was a word that was used to to say that the the stance that they that they held was an improper stance, that it was a restrictive one." And now the stance that is had is I should be able to, you know, walk the streets naked uh, and not fear assault. Well, in order for that to in order for that to be a reality, we have to understand is that 
the relationship that we have with the human anatomy here in America, it has to change. We can't sexualize the human body. We can't sexualize the bodies uh, of women and and not, uh, you know, we, we cannot not address that, that portion uh, without changing anything, All right? Because there are countries where, you know, uh, and I know you're not going to find, you won't find many uh, Muslims, well, I, they wouldn't tell you they're going, but where you have, like, public nudity on beaches and things like that, and, and there no, there's no... There's no ruckus or you have um, you have uh, communities, tribes that are, that are in, uh, in, in places and in, maybe in, uh, in Africa and around the, uh, in the Amazon, places where nudity or partial nudity or whatever. Well, the body is looked at in, in much different in a much different fashion. It's not sexualized. But we have a major, a major issue with with that aspect of this discussion that is part and parcel to uh, solving this problem of of the abuse of of, of power uh, on you know and once again I'm not by any means uh, I'm not given a an out to the men who have done you know who have uh, committed these acts um, I was, you know, I, I'm angered every time I go past and I look at a a status and it has that me too on it. You know, it, it angers, it, it saddens me. And I realize that this is a part of a much larger problem. And it's a problem that our daughters and our granddaughters and our great granddaughters will inherit as long as the culture, the way we engage the the, the human body, the way we uh, the way we have determined what is what is beautiful, you know, the the way we choose to see ourselves, until we address that and and change that and develop new uh, a new uh, valuation uh, of of aesthetical uh, beauty, right? Where it's not just about you having to. Show everything you have, right? Men, men or women. I mean, th- there's some 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 differences that uh, that are that are hardwired into us. You know, as men and women, there are differences, and and there's no getting around that. But the things that we are able to cultivate, those are the things that we should take ownership of, and we can cultivate. A sense of, of of beauty that is not dependent upon you. Um, well, I should ask this question. Something to think about. I know we don't really have time to probably get a call in, but I, I'm interested and I hope I run into some folks that will engage me on this. If we were in a society where the body was not sexualized right now, I, I know I've I know I've stepped away from. From assault and uh, uh, and, and, and power dynamics, I've stepped away from that, and I'm speaking just about uh, establishing an agreed upon sense of uh, of beauty or what's desirable. If we were in a society that was not engaged or uh, or based a sense of beauty on 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 being naked, right? On being what I could see, what you can see. Would that be would that be a focus for us? What would that do? What would that do for for our interactions? If that was not the if we if we were not over sexualized, what would that do to uh, to how we how we relate to one another, to men men and women's uh, relations? Would it have any effect? So I have to say it again. I'm in no way uh, giving it out to the uh, to the men who have uh, who have 
who have terrorized and who have abused, you know, who have uh, brought this type of uh, abuse to women. Uh, you know, in no way am I suggesting that there is a culpability on the woman's part. Right? That's that's not what I'm doing. I'm simply asking us to examine the the culture in a in a broader context. You know, what are the things that have brought this reality about? Because this is not something that just came upon us. Um, and of course, they, there's an examination of Hollywood as a whole uh, that I think, you know, my feeling is that 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 needs to take place. You know, um, where people are going into, you know, going... I'm not going to say the lion's day, but they're going into a, an arena that's just, that is, that is just laced with, uh, you know, with perverts, you know, that's just laced with people who are looking to take advantage and, and, and curry favor, uh, through subjugation of, of your, your physical uh, body. And that's men and women that goes both ways in that, in that, uh, as far as as far as that is concerned. So I hope I have not said anything that is that has offended anyone. Uh, but, you know, if I have, uh, you have my apologies. Uh, I try to make sure that whatever I'm saying is for the uh, is for the benefit uh, and never said with a uh, bad spirit. And I pray for. For all of the all of the women who have, as a matter of fact, I'm going to take it a step further because uh, women are more likely uh, at this point to share uh, that they have been victim to uh, to assault, whereas uh, men will not. And I know that there, are, you know, I know that there are men also who have who have endured uh, the, this assault and, and shame that that comes with it and. And, I, you know, like women who are trying to uh, make sense of it and, and move on from it. So I pray for all of those who have who have dealt with uh, who have dealt with this. Uh, and I pray for your, your peace of mind and your your complete uh, restoration. And hopefully we can address the, the larger issues that have created uh, the condition uh, that we find ourselves in. So that being said, this is Radio Islam. Uh, we're live call in talk radio program we're on every day from 6 to 7 p.m broadcasting on wcev 1450 a.m streaming to you live on www.wcev1450.com uh tomorrow's what's up wednesday we're going to be talking about some community issues and events that are coming up we're expecting to have brother uh abdullah mitchell in with us for a moment from the council of islamic organizations of greater chicago and we look forward to speaking with you tomorrow. The, uh, the views of the host, uh, myself, uh, should not be taken as the views of Sound Vision. Our engineer tonight at WCEV is Ramon. Thanks for doing what you do over there for us. Our engineer in studio here, Ibrahim Bake, always doing a masterful job. Thank you. And once again, I'm your host. And we look forward to talking with you at the same time tomorrow, 6 p.m. Have a great evening. I leave you as I greeted you. Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you.